Hello and welcome to the Bold Truth Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about food with special guest Andrew Devine. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Bold Truth Podcast, hosted by Ryan Frampton and Luke Osberg, shining the light of truth and all the BS of the world. Let's get thinking from BS to Bold Truth. All right, everybody. I hope you're having a great <laughs> night. Tonight, we're talking about mmm food. That's right. Ryan's favorite thing. All right, Ryan. <laughs> Before we ask you about how much you like food, I'd like to introduce our special guest tonight, Andrew. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm Andrew Devine. Tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, I'm uh, a sophomore here at Carroll College studying philosophy with these gentlemen. Um, play football here, so I eat a lot of food. Uh, <laughs> we could argue too much, and we'll get into that. <laughs> and, yeah, so I'm just happy to be here today. Good. All right, well, we're going to kind of, uh, we have a kind of a structure for the podcast, but we're going to kind of let us go on tangents if we want to. But, All right, Ryan, firstly, just tell everybody just how much you like food. Please. Oh, I love food, man. I I mean, not to the point where it's like too much, but I just, I do love food. I like trying different things, and exploring different foods and i don't know i celebrate like me and my buddies in the summer like we'll grill stuff and i hunt so i'm always trying different stuff that i'm, I'm hunting and yeah i do it just to give you all an idea of some funny ryan and food things um around here our cafeteria is known as the stack and ryan is known as the chad of the stack because of his love for food. i love it also i think the people at crumble cookie know him by name as well so i am a loyalty member and i have many crumbles and i get free cookies once a week so and don't forget that costco membership either ryan uses it well truth bold truth if you will i don't just want this to be a roast fest ryan so <laughs> let's get into the rest of the episode all right well food first of all is necessary it's sustenance for us um we just we need food or else we'll die and it's cool because we'll talk about this a little bit too but um it's not only like sustenance, but also it it allows for a good mind-body connection as well between us. There's a connection between like, we like food, um, we have desire for food, stuff like that, but there's also like the physical connection to it as well as it's necessary for our survival um, as well in these things. Yeah, so just firstly, um, we need food or else we die. It's kind of a big thing. Like you may think that, oh, food's just a physical thing, but if you think that the soul exists, then there's also some dependence there well, your existence in this world, uh, whether it's uh, you think you have a soul or not, um, enti- depends entirely on, not entirely, I guess, but m- largely on whether or not you eat and get enough food and nutrients to survive. Um, so in that sense, uh, it's very much wrapped up with our, the entirety of our lives, from our corporal nature to our immaterial nature, mind and soul included. Um, so that's just kind of an interesting philosophical point about food. Uh, and yeah, basic nutrients, Ryan. Andrew, what do you guys what do you guys think is the basic nutrients, you know, we all need? In food or what? <laughs> yeah. Like the macros or like Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into some topics like, I mean, you can eat grains, you can eat plant stuff, you can eat animal oh, stuff. Okay. Like yeah, like what uh did but what ever, are what are the things that we really need? You know? Did you ever for football like ever like do macro percentages and stuff like that? Mm, no. Like, so, like, this is NAI. So no. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, That's more of a D two D. We're not funding here. <laughs> um, 
I know a lot of guys that do do like <laughs> macro stuff. You have like fast proteins and carbs, and you do like percents based on if you want to like gain weight, lose weight, and like gain muscle, lose muscle, stuff like mm. that. Um, and there's a lot of like different like diets that fit those macros as well. It's like keto would be taking away all carbs and putting more fats um, in it, uh, fats and protein. Carnivore diet, which is just protein, just straight meat. No. Quiet. <laughs> I mean, the emphasis is still on fat as well. Oh, you're right. I mean, of course, yeah, fat. No carbs. No carbs in the carnivore diet, but. <laughs> what? You're so just saying <laughs> I, I mean, if we're talking about nutrition, I think the. I think really the king of the macros is fat. Huh. Why? But there's a war on fat in our modern world. We hate. They're blaming everything on fat. And everything's, you know, fat free, all this stuff. But the the problem really is is the types of fat we're getting. Like so trans would be the trans fat would be the, the best. Sure, right? sure. But I mean I'm more concerned about like uh, the source. Hmm, okay, okay. And the ones that are really problematic are seed oils. Huh. So these are like canola. So canola oil, vegetable oil. Huh. Well, well first of all, like think like how does it even work? Like how are we getting like this, how do you get olive oil? How are we getting this much oil from uh, like a sunflower? Squeeze them, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze them. Think of how many sunflowers that takes? Like with sunflower seeds. Like, Is that actually how, do you? How do you yeah, actually exactly? It's, it's it's a super highly uh, takes a, so much like processing huh. and. Uh, see, I see, I see the labels on the bottles, and I'm like. Uh, this says it comes from vegetables. Oh, it must be good for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually way worse. Wow, that's crazy. Because the thing is, like, in the natural world for most of our history, like, we might eat some vegetables, but the amount of vegetables we're going to eat wouldn't be comparable to, like, the amount of vegetables you need to make, to make oil. Huh. Mm. It's like, it's like so if the, you... the toxins are, like, a much higher concentration within the oil than they are within the plant. It's like if you eat one piece of broccoli, the amount of oil in that broccoli is tiny compared to the amount of broccoli that you just ate. Well, it's like the the oil, like say you have a exactly. cup of vegetable oil, mm-hmm. it's like a ton of broccoli is to take make that. Is that kind of like- Yes, that's kind of the point I'm making. So what's, so what's the danger in that? The like, danger is, here's the thing. A lot of this stuff like, uh, you know, I'm not like an expert in, but I've like listened to it. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. Like. Feel free to disagree with me. This is from like an evolutionary standpoint. Like plants have evolved and have continued to survive because they've de- they developed these survival mechanisms. So they basically they don't want to be eating. They don't want to be eaten. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's how they've continued to survive. Yeah. And so they they produce to- they have toxins. And so uh, when we eat plants, we're also intaking quite a bit of toxins as well. Huh. Uh, hmm. Whereas with, but with a normal vegetable, uh, I think it's not going to do you much harm. But in these these oils, because it's such a high concentration of toxins, this is where it starts to get dangerous. But we're not because, eating buckets of vegetables. Yes, yeah, like when I eat some spinach, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat whatever like gallons of spinach, like a, a pound right? of spinach or something. But like, like, like I don't think plants at small doses. I don't really think are. Harmful. I also don't really think they're that beneficial. Oh, I think they're survival food, not thriving food. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is what is thriving food? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what are like the nutrients that are really going to get us? Like, 
Eating what is going to get us the furthest? Yeah, well, I will say I am. I'm a philosophy major, so I'm not biology. I don't. But you're also like a linebacker, or something like. I don't mean. <laughs> not, not even. <laughs> I'm an offensive lineman. Uh, on, offensive line. That's what. I'm <laughs> but basically, I think all the nutrients that you can get in plants that are like important for survival, you can get in organ meats at a higher concentrated rate and like without all the toxins hmm. that are in plants. So the carnivore diet, for those who don't know, is where basically you kind of go back to your uh, animalistic roots and you just eat meat as a wolf or something might, or you only eat yeah. the steak and like and red like, meat um, and chicken and that stuff and no, no, uh, it's just like, it's literally beef, water, and salt. Yeah, specifically you want to eat like rudiment animals, so like animals that graze uh, and are moving, Not like would have like tend to hunt for most. Oh, okay, okay. Like, Not like a predator big, or something like like you're eating something um, that's like yeah, like like big like so like like cattle, um, like moose, goats. Uh, yeah, I think goats would be considered ruminant. Um, but not like an elk or a sheep. Ox, elk, I think elk would be as well. Wait, ruminants? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so not pigs. Yeah, not pigs really. Right. Not okay. to say like those are bad, but like ruminant is like because of like the way they digest the the food. Has the least amount of toxins. It's like so refined. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Okay. okay. Well, the Jewish people, kind of funny. Like they they said that they're not going to eat anything that chews the cut or that doesn't chew the cud or that has a split hoof. So like, that's one of the reasons why they didn't eat pigs because pigs don't chew cud, but they could eat beef, they could eat goats, they could eat sheep because mm-hmm. they all chew the cud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and chewing the cud is associated with ruminants as well. So that's kind of huh. a funny connection. Interesting. Too. So in terms of carnivores, the, the carnivore diet seems like Jews. Kind of getting on. So there. I know that they said like in the carnivore diet when I've heard about people talk mm-hmm. about it, they say like their energy spikes a lot, yeah. like they feel better, their workouts are better, they gain muscle. Like have you seen like have you seen things that kinda of go wrong if you cut out vegetables? That kind I of would stuff? say like honestly, I don't really think vegetables are that important. Like I just, it's a bold like I, I don't I I think it's a survival, like for maybe like when you're in the wilderness or like when we didn't have access to the amount of meat that we have or like then it's like okay like it's it's a, it's a survival food right most mm-hmm. most vegetables but i don't think it's a thriving food i think we're gonna thrive best off animal based and i also think if we're gonna eat plants we should eat fruit because that's the part of the the plant that wants to get eaten yeah that's mm-hmm. a, that's the seeds in which then it get fertilized. Not like the actual like stockiness of yes. vegetables. Yeah, like the, like the fruit part. Yeah, like that's yeah. a part that wants to get eaten. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Or like honey. I, mean, I guess this isn't plant, but this is this would be animal based too. Like honey yeah. is really like those superfood. The problem with uh, animal based is you don't really get as much carbs hmm. with 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 the carnivore. Yeah. And so, what they're starting the guy who created the carnivore diet starting puts animal based, which is not as strict, and so which involves like honey. Um, is milk fruit, milk like he highly recommend. And when he talks about real milk, this is actually really interesting. He uh, spe- specifically says raw milk. Huh. It's oh, like not unpasteurized, unhomogenized. Huh. Now I've had raw milk before. It's pretty good. Yeah, it, it's delicious. Straight, straight from the udder one time. Yeah. And the reason why he says this, so like, a lot of people like think like claim to be lactose intolerant. Right. Like, and they have a lot. They have a hard time digesting milk. And he thinks a big reason why this is because m- most of the milk we're consuming is pasteurized. And when you pasteurize the milk, 
it all, not only does it burn away, it burns away all the bacteria. So also the probiotics, which mm. actually helps you digest it. Mm-hmm. And so now we, people who otherwise wouldn't be lactose intolerant think they do have it because in normal milk, you don't have the probiotics necessary to digest milk. Yeah. I've heard that before too. Like, yeah. like it's, it's, you see all these intolerances only popping up really recently. But it's kind of weird given that people have been eating so many of these things that exactly. they're not intolerant to for literally thousands of years. Well, and that's what's, like, that's what's just so crazy about this whole people saying like red meat is causing cancer and all this stuff. Like this is like <clears throat> this is what we've been doing for like go back before the agriculture revolution, which most most scientists would say the majority of human history was before. Yeah. We were we were hunter gatherers, right? We were yeah. We were no, nomads. We were, and, like, the prize was an animal, right? And to say that for millions of years, humans were doing the wrong, like, <laughs> doing something that was, was causing cancer. Yeah, it caused them to die really, more often. Cancer seems like a modern illness. Yeah. So wouldn't it seem like a modern problem is causing this modern issue? Um, One thing that is interesting, too, um, this is kind of, like, before modern medicine popped up is I guess more difficult to identify cancer. And a lot of people probably didn't live to the yeah, stage to see cancer either. That's probably true. So it, and we, yeah, I guess we just wouldn't know what cancer yeah. was. There's before. a lot, there's a lot more factors that could go into that too. That's, that's absolutely true. But like the intolerances and having digestive issues, I think is something that you can definitely relate to um, the changes in food and everything like gluten intolerances. That's just as, mm-hmm kind of actually really, really way out there mm-hmm. um, in terms of human history and people eating things. Like we were agrarian for a really, really yeah. long time. Um, and just to kind of see that popping up, um, it just makes you wonder. And also the allergen, like people being allergic to things nowadays, it just... But a lot of that comes like what they put in food. Because right. most of the time when we're getting food, we're not cutting up a deer in our garage and like putting With it like... The whole wheat plate, thing, you know? I would argue like wheat isn't... Like us eating wheat isn't nearly as natural as us eating meat. No, if you see wheat from like 200 years ago, it was like the stalks were like up to your head. And now when you eat, it's like see wheat in fields, like it's changed like and like mutated. Well, even a lot we, of it's like genetic modification to get like the, the quickest yield. Right. The most efficient yield. Right, but then so. that mm-hmm. takes away from the actual like substance, I guess, like of what it once was right. or something like that. Because even if we have been eating meat, I mean wheat, for thousands of years, it's still really not that long in human history. That's true. Whereas meat would probably be like more like closer to yeah. a million. And like you can see in our teeth structure as well. Like the we're, teeth structure is interesting. Like yeah. the canines and the sharp incisors towards the front of the mouth mm-hmm. and like the really chewing things towards the back of the mouth. So like you can kind of see that humans have a combination of eating tools for like cracking open on things, uh, but also like, like tearing flesh. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting, like how the mouth is like designed. It seems designed for the consumption of all sorts of different types of things. But I'd say like meat, probably more specifically, just given yeah. the fact that we have such sharp front teeth. So. Well, I also think a lot of times like there wouldn't like they wouldn't have uh, a kill, right? So like, what would you rely on? You rely on different things you gather, like vegetables, or so. That's what you're saying to to survive. Yeah. Food. Yeah. 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 And also like honestly. I don't feel as strongly about this as the guy, the guy who wrote this stuff is named Paul Solando, Dr. Paul Solando. He's like kind of, I feel like, um, I just kind of indifferent to vegetables. If you want to eat them, sure. But like, <laughs> I just don't really think it's that beneficial because like the nutrients it does have is 
really, um, in comparison to organ meats, it's just like completely less concentrated. But like and fiber then, and stuff in vegetables, though. Uh, I think you can get that in fruits. Hmm. Those fruits. You can also get it in like certain grains and stuff too. Grains, yeah, yeah. Raisin bran. Well, I'd even consider, <laughs> I would consider grain like a vegetable. I mean, it's a plant. That's fair. It's, 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 I guess it's more like the seed. Yeah. So, like, the seed can still... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's also interesting. The seed is, like, the most highly uh, defended part. Right. Yeah. So, like, seeds, at least this guy claims, is like has the most toxins. Really? Yeah. But that's interesting, though, because, like, blackberries. Like, we, you mentioned, I liked your point about fruit being... Um, the thing that wants to be eaten. Yeah. Like that's where most of the seeds are at um, for a lot of these things. Like blackberries, they're specifically designed to be eaten and pooped. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of, kind of funny. Um, it's like, why, why, how come they carry so much toxins then? Well, are different seeds carry different amounts of toxins? I'm not really sure how this works, but like <clears throat> I'm trying to, I don't know. Is I it like, anim- tr- yeah, could it ahead. be like animal specifics? So like certain animal, like it targets certain animals to be eaten by, for example, may cause like pain and difficulty in mammals but with birds or something it might be like fine for them to eat and so like because birds can travel yeah. further it has further advantage of getting genetic spread and stuff like that well i'm sure like different like obviously like cows like cows can almost eat anything and be okay yeah like right like they yeah. can eat all these stomachs of steel like we can't eat grass and like yeah. digest it but they eat. So I think it just yeah it depends on how different species have developed. Yeah. Also, like this is an interesting point. Like with the vegetables things, it, the ruminants look like they're specifically meant to mm-hmm. eat like stocky things. Like yeah. their, their stomachs are just turning it over and over again, getting every single last bit out of it. But our digestive systems certainly don't seem to be as efficient in that manner. It seems yeah, like exactly. it's much more like the mixture of things and like like quick energy, um, uh, like like talk about the fats. Um, just trying to find something that'll like give us sustenance for like a short amount of time, I guess. In that, and maybe. I feel like we don't nearly have as big as stomachs or like digestive systems, and so like what we need to find is much more higher calorie dense food. Yeah, mm. and so like we can't because we can't eat loads and loads of grass. Yeah, like, like like a cow does. They just eat all day. Right, right. We eat less, but like much more highly caloric yeah. food. I think that's like kind of it uh, goes with our relation to us in the energy pyramid as well so mm-hmm. like beyond like second class not quite tertiary like that's what that's what it is right tertiary i'm not sure yeah it's been a while since i did high school I biology so <laughs> yeah but something like that well should we take a little break yeah let's back take, into a, this after this? take a quick break all right let's get back into this guys um we're gonna start with the art of food so andrew what do you have to say about this so this is something i kind of thought about this summer because uh so I lived through the summer, uh, and I was just living by myself, and I was cooking for myself. And every day, I was, you know, trying to get away for football, and eating was just merely a chore, right? I, I got my pound of ground beef, like whatever cup of rice, and just put cheese on top. And that's what I ate for dinner every day. And I feel like something about that just doesn't do justice to what eating should be. I feel like it's, it not only should be a... a kind of a chore of sustenance, but also like something to enjoy and um, savor. So I guess kind of the analogy uh, you could make this too is like, it's, it's like sex. Like when you have sex, it, me- it shouldn't just merely like, I'm going to reproduce. <laughs> let's, let's do this thing. Uh, 
that is necessary for survival in my biology. No, like when you have sex, like it's something you should enjoy and savor while also also having that openness to what it, its final cause. Yeah. So Yeah. How important is that enjoyment part like in relation I mean is it necessary? No. Yeah. But I mean I don't know. It's something to be sought. You, like, you can enjoy things. Like, I don't know, school is necessary. Like, parents, like, will make their kids go through school. But enjoying school is of God in a way. I don't know. I think, like, enjoying life and the fruits of life in a way is of God. In the same way, I think that exploring God's creation and food can be of God, too. I guess more of my question is, like, how much should we sacrifice in the preparation of food? <laughs> Well, whatever, so that we enjoy it. Whatever doesn't take away from the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, if you were like cooking every night, but then you couldn't go to work properly because you were like spending all day cooking uh, your meals, yeah. right? You have to balance it with, with everything in your life. You have to find like, yeah, like Ryan said, the balance between doing things for like getting it done and also doing things for like living well and not just surviving, you know? Mm-hmm. Like uh, do we have, you mentioned earlier, like thri- thriving versus surviving in the food world. Um, and it's certainly like, we definitely want to, Sure, we want to survive, but ultimately we want, we want to thrive and not just be in that one state. Um, and doing so requires finding the balance between all these different areas. Um, Father Mark, uh, we, Ryan and I, we're going on pilgrimage to Rome here in a few weeks. And Father Mark, in preparing us for this pilgrimage, he says, don't try to be frugal in your spending when you're over in Rome. What I mean is don't try to save money by going to a grocery store and buying food and cooking it at the place that we're staying at. No, I want you to go out to the restaurants. I want you to sit down and spend some time there uh, actually doing these things. And he even made the point that if we were going to buy in grocery store food and cooking it at the convent that we're staying at, he would give us money so that we could go out and buy um, food at restaurants and stuff like that. And ultimately there, it's like the ability to experience the beauty of food in this place. like food is something that, uh, sure, like like we just we just talking about it. it can be something that's mundane. Like we eat food every single day. It can be something that um, is just ordinary. But when we experience the trivialness of certain types of food or certain aesthetics of food and everything, it can really do something to stir the soul. And like this is where we like see chefs doing finding art in food. Yeah, yeah. And like when you can experience some of the art in food, sometimes you're just amazed. You're like, wow, this is. Actually, incredible. One thing that comes to my mind here too is, you guys ever see the movie Ratatouille? Yeah, of course. There's like the the scene where the he takes a bite of the strawberry and he takes a bite of the cheese and like oh, you yeah. see all these different like things starting to happen in his so head, nice. the shapes and everything. Yeah, I love like, that too, yeah. yeah, like that's what I think about. Like with the, with the art in the sense, it's like, sure, you could just eat these like to to get sustenance and everything, but like ultimately, there's something going on there that's speaking to the soul, that's calling it to like think about just how beautiful these things are and to ponder the beauty um, just and stop and sit for a second too, to take us out of the business of doing things and just to make us ponder, you know? I think it's interesting how whenever, or like, like food is such an interesting part of like relationships as well. It's so like, for example, like when you have somebody coming into town, almost the first thing you say is like, do you gotta like meet here for coffee? Or, like, meet here for, go get lunch here somewhere. Or, like, when you're hanging out with something, like, a lot of times it revolves around food. Um, families meeting each other. Like, you bring someone over for dinner after church. Like, having potlucks. Like, there's so many. First date, go to a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a corporal work of mercy. Yeah, feeding the hungry. Yeah. yeah. 
like, it, like food revolves around so many things and you can see like like meeting people and like relationships can be formed through this in a way when you we bring up Italy like being able to see culture through food is amazing it's like in the same way you can see culture through different songs or something you know it's also the the way in which we come to communion with Jesus yeah that's a good point too yeah. like the Eucharist we the talked about last week the highest thing we can do in this life is, yeah. is eat yeah. somewhere right? yeah, yeah. Like, like that's the highest form of worship which is interesting it's interesting I like that you brought that now the Ratatouille thing I think it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting it's just like like all those things going off in his mind and stuff and like I don't know I have a question when is it like is it justifiable for like to sacrifice maybe like some things to eat things that maybe aren't as healthy or for the sake of enjoyment like 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 cheese balls what's the line right? <laughs> as long as like, in, like I mean yeah in moderation of course within this art like maybe like you're putting some ingredients in there that aren't as good but like it makes this food it makes it so enjoyable like what's what's kind of the the balance or hmm. how far is too far I mean, obviously, we can go extreme for a second. Like, when all you're eating is, like, unhealthy stuff and it's, like, actually ruining your health and you're having health issues, that would be going too far. But I think, like, what you were saying, if you had your entire life, like, just a pound of ground beef, rice, and cheese every <laughs> night, like, that would be almost unhealthy in a way, too. Like, it goes for your whole life, Whoa, you know? Be, yeah. It'd be, like, you know, in, in a way, it's just like, you're not enjoying, like... I wasn't bulking. <laughs> like, what is, like, the potential to be a beautiful yeah. thing in eating? Like, you're kind of wasting that potential and... I that's, think I don't know, that's a balance again. There's too. The, like you can worry. I think in some cases too much about like maximum health too. Like we could be like, oh yeah, maximum efficiency, maximum health, maximum enjoyment, and just like kind of like get the perfect balance and everything. Mm-hmm. But if we worry about that too much, like we're gonna be missing out on a lot of other yeah. things. Oh, which kind of just like it, it kind of puts in perspective. Like yeah, this isn't the greatest thing. It can be a really good thing, but like when we focus too much on it, it can, that's like, good. It can health kind of is draw well, things away. Is well being. Yeah. Yeah. Core. Yeah. I don't, I don't think health is necessarily, like, the greatest thing that we can pursue yeah. either. Um, so, I've, uh, I've come to realize in studies that it's not the greatest thing. It's Certainly, I'm a student, but it's not, the, it's not aiding towards my salvation. In a similar way, food doesn't always aid towards my salvation. Uh, so, like, it's, like, in the same way that I might uh, really push in school one week or, like, kind of take a break the next week. Uh, in food, I might do something similarly just because it's like, it's not the end-all, be-all, you know? I th- it's all, it reminds me of topic. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I kind of want to speak that part where it's health doesn't aid my salvation. I kind of want to push back on that. Mm. In the sense that, like, to do the saving work, we have to be alive. Maybe perfect health doesn't. Yes, yeah. Perfect health, yeah. right. Health shouldn't be sought for its own sake. I agree. I understand that. You yeah. could have a little dad bod and have salvations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but to like to have energy, right? Yeah. Like, I, I agree. I agree. I agree have, with that. Like clear, clarity of thought. I mean, so, I mean, so much of our intellect, I do think, is bound up in our brain. Yeah. yeah. So. The Greek Orthodox, actually, uh, they just finished their, uh, their Lenten with their Easter festivities this past week. But their fast actually are quite wild it makes me really wonder like how healthy it is but they say that i actually feel like a lot that's more, actually like it, they feel like really clean and healthy in the fast that they do they give up all meats um they give up this is this, this gonna put, push yeah. back as we talked about earlier yeah. but they give up all meats um they give up all dairy products egg products 
Um, and do they eat? I think they give up all oils too. The long clippings, which it's, it's like that's like intense, but for how long? Uh, the entire Lenten period. Wow, what that's, or- yeah. that's all orthodoxy, yeah. Holy cow, yeah. So they're Easter's that go hard. <laughs> but, I, that's actually the topic I was going to bring up earlier was fasting. I was just curious to know, how, like, because we, you know, they're suffering through fasting, which is good. Um, but it, it kind of, again, shows food and, like, the importance of food to us and our souls and, like, how giving that up. I mean, I mean, what do you guys think about that in fasting? Like, like, why is it such a, like, why is it a good suffering to give up food like that? Does that relate to all we were talking about with the food being art, the food like enjoying food for the sake of food rather than just substance, you know? The thing that comes to my mind is sometimes you don't really appreciate something unless you like see it missing from your life. So in that way it can help you as well. Um, another way, like if you're uncomfortable if you're uncomfortable putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, um, it helps you to like see your alliance on like God specifically. Um, and see that we're, we're very weak in our corporal uh, human, the, our, our very nature uh, down, down to everything about us. Uh, and it just makes us, show, it makes us see that we really need much more than the food we have, the, the water we have, uh, the air we breathe. We, yeah. like, we need God. So I also would say like because food is such a good thing, that makes it such a good sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it wasn't good, then you wouldn't be sacrificing anything. Yeah, yeah right. Helps us to learn that sacrifice too, to kind of yeah. learn how to love through that, mm-hmm. through that way as well. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you get like a really bad stuffy nose, and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna be like, so like thankful when it's like cleared up. Like I wish I could appreciate more. Yeah. Where people just like breathe clearly or whatever. <laughs> it's like that. It's like with yeah, food too. Like when you give it up, and you're like, man, I just wish I could just like have this whatever, whatever. So it's like it's a better appreciation for it, like you were saying before. On the flip side of things too, I think uh, there can be limits on food as well like we don't just want to entirely gorge ourselves like we talked about earlier like we have like limited stomach size or just the systems aren't very big so firstly you can't eat as much as you actually want uh secondly i think uh, the, the act of eating too much isn't good for both your body and your soul um, bodily like you're gonna get bigger you're gonna be lazier more slow fatter and you just like won't be able to do as much as you were able to do earlier and it's like you kind of feel limited in that sense. Like there's, uh, on a, in such to some sense, uh, taking away of freedom uh, that you have in, in doing in doing the good, um, and also for your soul, have, having that extra reason for not moving around physically can help can also affect your soul. You're not going to want to be um, as attentive to things. You may not want to engage certain ideas as much, uh, and this can lead to laziness of our soul as well. So. What, do you got, what are your guys' thoughts? I always feel like I have more energy when I eat healathier. So I think it's like eat interesting, or like when I'm more strict on a diet or whatever mm. workout plan. I always like I just feel like I have way more energy when I'm eating badly. I want to sleep more and don't have so much motivation to go to go to mass or whatever. Um, so I mean, I'm, yes, I totally agree. But also, it's I mean, gluttony. That's it's one of the seven deadly sins in the Bible, which is interesting. It's not it's not one we really think about very often. But I'm curious to know how much we slip into. I, I feel like it's, it is very ignored. And like traditionally, like it's ranked higher than lust. Huh. Is it really? Yeah, it's, it goes like pride, envy, anger, sloth, uh, greed, gluttony, lust. Lust is usually placed last. Huh. 
It's interesting. I don't like, know. Isn't all the emphasis put on lust these days? Like, yeah. Like, and, and, and that, all yeah. of it's put on lust. The whole response to the sexual revolution has just been, like, uh, I mean, chastity is the highest virtue. Which, which is, like, good on recognizing chastity it, is it's good. It's good, but, but yeah. it, it comes from other virtues. I think it's good. Yeah. However, okay. um, yeah, gluttony is... And I think just gluttony, I think what gluttony is is when we're we're feeling this need for God and we're trying to fill it with with food or, mm-hmm. with, or with drink. Yeah. I also think part of gluttony is like drinking. Yeah. Like alcohol or that's wrecking. I mean, that's, and that's I think that's one. where we would be yeah. more traditionally. Or like eating one like you're obsessed with dessert and so you only yeah. eat dessert instead of anything. Like else we have these restless like hearts and we're trying to fill these restless hearts with yeah. these kind of. These pleasures of food and drink. Yeah. And I think that's where it's dangerous. Uh, Andrew, I have a question for you. So as a football player, you bulk often. Yeah. How do you, how do you like work with that? Like, yeah, it's like, I'm a, I'm a pretty small guy. So like for me, it's just kind of, I, I have a difficult time imagining how I could eat that much food, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like it so, turns into a discipline, right? No, it, it, it is. It's like a cross. On <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and when my, when I graduated, I was I was two hundred five, and now no way yeah You're two hundred five when you graduated high school. But I committed to play college football, and I'm like I know, I know what I had to do. <laughs> I had to eat a lot, and so now now that's my way right now. now that's crazy. And now I am two ninety. Wow! Uh, Holy cow! And so yeah, I it, it it's part of what I had to do to, to play college football, huh. and uh, I wouldn't say it's gluttony because I, I also think gluttony lies in your intent and your right. motive, right? Like I said, like. I'm trying to fill this, this this need for God with something else. Where like I, I, get, I can't I, I can't help myself but but eat this right. Yeah. Whereas this is like, no, I'd rather not eat this. <laughs> I, I'd rather eat like a normal human being. I'd rather not be two ninety. No. But because I want to be at this college, because I want to afford this college, right? I want to get an education. I also want to play the sport I love with my friends. Like, so I have to do. And when I'm done. I'll probably lose like 50 pounds. <laughs> probably wonderful, but as of now, it's a, it is what it is. It's just like I mean, it's like working out. Like it's yeah, necessary, but exactly. you can people can also be addicted to working out and have it be a thing that like if, fills your heart. If I wasn't playing football, I would say this would be. An, I think it would be unhealthy. I think mm. it'd be. Super, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't see there's any point in it. Because yeah. my the intent and purpose, just like you were talking yeah. about. So do I mean all things. All yeah. things do. Because it just be it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy to be this size. First of all, it's not natural. Humans have not been this size for all of history in the last hundred years. Uh, and so I recognize that. But um, I also, like I said, like, like health isn't, perfect health isn't the end all be all. Right. right? It's a means to an end. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I see that the good that being big helps me with right now, it helps me afford school, you know? Yeah. Helps me play play. I mean, you're growing closer to God yeah. in a way. And exactly. Yeah. You're also like doing something with that eating too. Like you're, you're expecting greater gains in the weight room. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like it's, like it's making me becoming an immovable object so yeah. I can defend the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's, there's, there's like a good end to this. There's, yeah. Just, there's, there's ends. There's probably yeah. good ends. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had a, quite the episode today. Do you guys have any other stuff that you uh, want to I have, about? I have one thought that I was just thinking about when we talk about the art of food. All right. I think the modern industrial food complex is just destroyed the art of food. Interesting. Everything huh. is just like produced in this like scientific, <laughs> uh, boring, industrial way. 
Hot Pockets, yeah. Little, little Caesar Pizza. Convenient. It's, <laughs> and now we don't have that kind of that art of food where like everyone would like where food would like bring people together in this yeah. incredible well, that's way. I think like people like, like kind of like really hold on a pedestal like going to restaurants and stuff. Like it's kind of a treat to go yeah. to a restaurant. Yeah. Just like cooking a pizza in your oven at home. You know, it's like was yeah. pre-made. No matter like, I don't know. There's a, there's a very clear distinction there between something made. And, and like that sacrifice that like when I prepare food for someone, like I'm, that's like an act of love. Yeah. And so yeah. now we, we, we've cut that out. And so like that was part of the way in which like mothers love their children. Yeah. Like, cooking good meals. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. And, that, and like I felt loved by that with my yeah. mom when like, or like your dad or it doesn't have to be your mom. Right. That's just traditional. Grandma's but, a big one. Like yeah. right, people always talk like, oh, grandma's cookies were like the yeah. best and exactly. all this stuff. Yeah, and like, yeah. but now like. When everything's just like bought, it just kind of ruins that. Don't yeah. you enjoy food so much more when you make it yourself? I do. Like when you really prepare, like even like or someone I up, know, or like my friend makes it, or something. Yeah. And then take that a step farther when you hunt it is like it, <laughs> it's right. a different connection too as well. It, it just cuts out the that relation, the relationality of food, like the modern way. And same with like the, the way we farm now. It's all yeah. Yeah. big agriculture and we don't have these small farms where like the family's involved it's all we're so like we're so separate from our food and we I just agree. we have no idea how it's made and I, I just think that's bad I think we should yeah and I think it, I think it does start at, at, at the at the bottom which yeah. is farming I coming, think. coming from a small uh, smaller agricultural community I, I can like see where some people are doing a lot more of the small scale things like only selling their beef or pork to local vendors and like my sister she raises pigs for my family and family friends um like sometimes we see the grain growers take their wheat to a smaller grain mill so that it can be distributed on a local level and like you see stuff like that and like that's good initiatives to get this back to kind of people living more just communally with exactly where food is what brings the community together yeah Yeah. and also it promotes Community and food promotes great philosophical discourse. Like, yeah, and, I've had um, some great discussions over, like a hamburger or something like that. So, yeah. Well, I might have to do an episode sometime on hunting. Just, <laughs> I mean, I really do feel like, like what you were just talking about, like being disconnected from your food. Like, I've never like there is something There's about something eating something about that I literally yeah. had harvested a week prior. I have like I've been on hunts before where the night that I kill something, I literally will take out a piece of the backstrap and cook it. Like I, I am the one who who killed it. Like I hunted it, killed it. It goes, it's like ancestral in a way. There's something about it. That's just so cool. I don't know. I'll have to do an episode on that. Sometimes there's a lot of ethics in hunting too. It's what we're made to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I have a good, Oh, do you want to do a trivia question at the end of every episode? Oh, okay. Nice. Good trivia question here for you all. Um, so this is kind of a fun one. Which country produces the most amount of pork? India. I think. Hmm. Wait, yeah, I'm gonna go with India. I don't know. Oh. No. I want. I just want to say the U.S., but I mean, I think that's too easy. It can't be. Luke's a tricky guy, man. He might have put U.S. Uh, in there. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go America. 
Andrew's closer than you, Ryan. The correct answer is China. Oh, okay, that was my second guess. My second guess is China. <laughs> it goes China, <laughs> then the United China. States, China, then right? Germany, then Spain, then Brazil. So Ryan, India I was even wasn't the top even five. India's <laughs> interesting. Poor Ryan. I think I, okay. I think I was thinking that because I was hearing something that India produced the most of the other day. I, it was not pork, but that was the first thing that came to my head. It's definitely not beef either, Ryan. Yeah. In case I, don't, well, I don't even know if it's a food to be honest with you. You all know what it is? Buffalo. Is India what? produces the most amount of buffalo. Does it say that on there? Yeah. I don't oh. think I heard that, but nice. <laughs> okay. I would well, not have guessed India on buffalo either. It's been a great episode. I really enjoyed yeah. this one. It's so. been great. You're going to have to hop back on sometime yeah. for another, yeah. another episode on something else. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. If you have any questions for us, you can email us at thebulltruth at gmail.com. And thanks to Andrew for joining us tonight. And remember, everybody, keep on thinking from BS to bull truth. See ya. Ciao.